0: what's going on in your world uh
1: i would say somehow burnout again
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> well as we're recording this right now it's the end of the retrograde so it's rough
1: yeah i just had this really long shift at work i hadn't really been at the club in a couple of weeks because i was doing that commercial project
0: are you finally done with that
1: Yesterday, today, I think so. Yeah, it's basically done. (laughs) But yeah, I I went to work on Sunday night, which I haven't been working nights. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, I have to get back in my routine. I'm going to go. It's kind of an early night. We close at two, so it won't be too big of a deal. Mm -hmm. It was really slow the whole first half of the night. And then it got really busy. And then I stayed until two. And I was just totally wrecked. And because it was slow, one of my friends was working and she was like, let's work out and do fun pole tricks and stuff. And I was like, well, what if it gets busy? Then I'm going to be sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then I got my first like Superman, which is really hard. I never really thought that. What I would is even... that? Mm, usually it's an exercise when you lay on the floor, like on your belly and your arms and legs are like sticking straight out in front of you and behind you. Uh-huh. But you're doing that, but the pole is between your legs. So you're just like flat floating in the air.
0: Wait, you're attached to the pole basically?
1: Yeah, but you have one arm behind you holding the pole. Okay. The rest is- <laughs> I was going
0: to say, wow.
1: I mean, I think Those... some people could do that. but
0: <laughs> Your legs have got to be really strong if you're going to hold on to the pole and keep them straight and your arms out too.
1: Yeah, pretty extreme. But I decided that... I would do that every time I went on stage because I got really excited. Uh And then the next day I was just totally wrecked. But somehow that's the day that I decided that I would like rearrange my apartment and finish cleaning my floors. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So like, you know, I reorganized the podcast area. I like somehow had this, even though I was very depleted, I had like this weird motivation to like finish my space. Mm -hmm. So it was just two really intense days. And then yesterday, I just, I wasn't even a person. Hmm. And that
0: was... And that's the burnout.
1: Yeah, I just, I basically sat on Instagram all day, didn't move until nighttime and was like, oh, I should go to the grocery store and do something productive. And then I almost had an anxiety attack at the grocery store because it was just like, it was too much. I should have just listened to myself and relaxed. But somehow I always Hmm. feel compelled to... I get like this guilt attached to like doing nothing and recovering, mm-hmm. which I've been much better about. But yesterday I just felt like I couldn't do nothing all day, like not one thing.
0: Sleeping is important. Resting is important. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I guess when I get on Instagram and even though I'm just sitting there, I feel like that's maybe
0: not quite really resting. You think? <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at that screen, Mm -hmm. it's like staring into the sun. It's not going to help you go to sleep. It's not going to help you rest. It's constantly like twitching your brain and stimulating you. Yeah, it was not
1: a good mental health day yesterday. So, yeah, if I was taking like a bath or like laying outside in the sun doing nothing, I would have felt that would have felt productive to me. But I was just laying there on Instagram because I
0: just like couldn't move. I would like you. To lie in the sun, Mm -hmm. to sit in the bath, to give yourself a chance to just stare into nothing and be still.
1: Yeah, I need that. Yeah. I definitely need that.
0: (laughs) Because what happens is you are constantly going, 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 because there's something in you that feels like bad or guilty if you're not always doing, Mm -hmm. and then you get to this point of exhaustion and you're tapped out.
1: Yeah, I like definitely short-circuited yesterday.
0: So give yourself permission to rest because resting is the fuel that you need to do all the other stuff to be productive that you want to do.
1: I know that I need the rest, but somehow I think like the the phone is like an addiction. It's
0: like this way to
1: check out when I'm like, oh, I don't have the energy to maybe get my shit together and like go for a walk and like sit in the sun or something. So like it's just right there. And that's like somehow feels like a mini vacation, but it's for sure not because by the end of the day, I felt like I was going to have an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. So like I knew that while it was happening, but like I somehow couldn't get out of this like
0: loop. Yeah. When you got home from the club... On Sunday night, mm-hmm. what did you do?
1: I took a shower, okay, and went right to bed.
0: okay, that's good and then even that's what you should do, even
1: though I was like cleaning and exerting myself at my house, I feel like like cleaning my space is like a self care thing for me, yeah, so i felt I felt good about that, and the rest of the day, I didn't do much
0: mm-hmm. at
1: all after I did I cleaned my floor. I organized my house, and then I did nothing, but then somehow, the next day, I think just it all caught up with me, and I was comatose, mm-hmm. and the phone is just like an easy. An easy out to not have to do any of the good things for myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Not looking at the phone and being still requires you to be alone with your own thoughts. When you're looking at the phone, it's invading your mind.
1: Yeah, it's consuming my my existence. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. We were talking last week about stimulation. There's a lot of stimulating energy right now with the the sun in Gemini.
1: And the Gemini's, uh, mm, what are the modalities?
0: The modalities are cardinal, fixed, and mutable. The modalities are determined by the time of the season the sun transits through a sign. So there's the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, and the end of the season. What season are we in? What part of the season are we in right now?
1: This will be the end. The Gemini's the end of the season.
0: It's the end of spring.
1: So cardinal fixed. So it's a mutable sign. Mutable. Exactly.
0: The mutable signs are the stimulator signs. These are the signs that are stimulating us to adapt, to evolve, to keep up with the changing seasons. And so when the sun is in Gemini, as it is right now, we can feel a bit scattered. Gemini and mutable signs are great at multitasking, but they can feel scattered with so much going on at once. And you're a Gemini rising so you're naturally attuned to that stimulating frequency you know this is why like being at the club is fun when it's a busy night and there's all these different people and you're you're bringing in a lot of stuff this is why scrolling on instagram is interesting to you because it's constantly a new image over and over and over and over again it was like some crackhead shit that was happening yeah so you know when the sun is moving through a sign we're all experiencing what it's like to be that sign so everybody's experiencing what it's like to be a gemini right now you're also a gemini rising so it's even you're getting even more of that gemini flavor than normal
1: and then i guess within the season it's like you can't just go 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 all the time so eventually you still also need that rest to recharge Yesterday, I basically did nothing, Mm -hmm. the Instagram meltdown. And then this morning, I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm having you and Shara over to do the Uncharted Territories, so I need to finish dialing my house in. So I did my dishes, I took a shower, I feel like my space is almost put back together from taking it apart, Mm -hmm. but I really feel like I needed yesterday to basically do nothing to have enough energy for today. They even asked me, they called me and said, can you please come to the club? Like Mm -hmm. there's nobody here to work. Like we need you. And I was like, I can't because I don't have, I won't have enough time and energy to fulfill my other commitments, Mm -hmm. mainly my energy because I want to be present when we're sitting here talking (laughs) about this. (laughs) Yes. So that rhythm kind of goes for everything though. Like, yeah, we have like the season throughout the year, but even day to day, like remembering that we can't just be in the go state all the time, appreciating and accepting the, the downtime to be able to be back in that stimulated sign and then be able to sustain it and then have yes. it come again. Otherwise we don't have the energy to do the things that we, we need to.
0: And can I make another suggestion please for you? Because you took the breath work class mm-hmm. when you're feeling that that angst Mm -hmm. of like i need to do something or otherwise i feel like i'm doing nothing and the the world's moving past me and i need (laughs) to keep up that's the opportunity to do the breath work and to ground yourself in
1: i feel like i only gravitate towards it when i'm feeling really low i'm like sad or depressed but maybe also in those transition periods the transition from like doing something to doing nothing it's a a nervous system regulator.
0: Yes, it's gonna help push you to that. Like you're, you're, you're in this like manic state, uh-huh. and so you, you're trying to find a way to bring that manic state down to to be calm. And what you need to do is do the breath work because that's gonna take all the energy out, so that you feel calm and relaxed afterwards. I mean, that's
1: so it's so easy to forget that what I need to do is. Allow myself to slow down, but being caught up and like addicted to that, like, go energy mm-hmm. is like part of me. So, incorporating something for that in between to actually down regulate me because I'm constantly, I feel like I'm always saying, like, I just need one good day for like my energy. I don't always have this much energy. So, when I do have it, I want to like hold on to it really tight mm-hmm. and I don't want to let it go. And that leads to burnout.
0: Yes, that's when you hit the wall. Mm-hmm.
1: So, maybe it would be more sustainable if I allowed myself. Like if I was watching someone else do all the time, I would be like, okay, well, you also have to rest, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's what normal people do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (sighs) That's a great suggestion.
0: Awesome. Awesome, Ingrid. Thank you. Should I make my announcements now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've got a few announcements this week. Like I said last week, I'm going on Astrology Hub. Very excited about this. They invited me back for this week. The week of June 13th.
1: And they have one of the top astrology podcasts out there, period.
0: Yes. So,
1: yeah, they're on YouTube, they're on Spotify, they're on all the platforms, but Scott's going to do a live on there. So that'll be like an extension of the podcast. He gets a little bit deeper. They ask him more questions. and
0: Yes. Yes. So it's Monday, June 13th in the morning. It's 9 or 10 Pacific time. 9 or 10 Pacific time. I can't remember exactly. We'll post it on. Yeah, exactly. It will be posted on our show notes. And I will send out the information in my email uh, the night before. But I will be on there with Amanda Pua Walsh, who I have a lot of fun chatting astrology with. So that's one, doing that. Very excited about Astrology Hub this week. Also, I'm going to be on another podcast. I recorded an episode with one of my Cosmic Pathway clients, Tiffany. She is starting a new podcast called Epiphany with Tiffany. Oh my
1: God, it's so and, cute. I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a great title, right? <laughs> and she is also an astrologer and a stylist. Oh my God, and I can't so wait for this episode. She is incorporating astrology and style together. And so I'm on one of our first episodes. As soon as it is released, I will let you know and I'll tell you where to find it. It's going to be on all the podcast platforms, but we have a really fun conversation talking about astrology and fashion and a little bit about my history and then also talking about Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker and their astrology And surrounding their wedding, because they had just gotten married right before we recorded. And also Mary Tyler Moore's fashion, who is like a fashion icon for Tiffany, somebody who she grew up watching and uh, really loves her fashion. So we talk about the fashion of Mary Tyler Moore and how she relates to Tiffany and why Tiffany has such a connection with her astrologically. And I also want to mention my astrology and love class. So the first class is full. The second class is coming up. If you want to learn what signs may be most compatible with you, if you want to learn when you may be most primed to meet someone new, if you want to learn what to look for to determine if you've found yourself a suitable match, and if you'd like to learn which planets create attraction, love, and commitment, Keep this in mind. This is what the Astrology and Love class is about. As soon as I have the new dates for the next classes, I will be announcing them. Amazing. Yes.
1: <sighs> Shall we get into the week?
0: Let's get into the week. So this is the week of June 13th through the 19th. June 13th through 19th. And on Monday, June 13th, we're looking at Mercury. Mercury messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, coordination in Gemini, the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins and ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is moving back into Gemini. It's still in its retrograde shadow, but it's moving back into the sign that it rules. Mercury was most recently... Transiting through Gemini, only the first four degrees, just the beginning of the sign from April 29th to May 22nd, and then it retrograded back into Taurus, but it's back here again. Communication is the theme. Communication, consciousness, listening, learning. What can I learn from you? How can I be a better listener? What questions do I want to ask? Who can I connect with? Who can I connect with each other? That's what Mercury in Gemini brings to the collective. The last time Mercury was in Gemini prior to just before the retrograde was May 3rd to July 11th, 2021. Mercury will be transiting through Gemini between June 13th today and July 4th. So if you're someone who is born with a planet or a key astrological point in Virgo or Pisces, you may have that experience of your own personal retrograde during this period between June 13th and July 4th. Think back to those previous dates to see if there's any clues on how you may be feeling this time around. But if you're Virgo, if you have that Virgo energy or that Pisces energy, there may be some confusion. You may need to slow down. And not push yourself too much. Mm, Imagine that. Virgo, Ingrid. Virgo, (laughs) Mercury. Virgo, Sun, Ingrid. So, yes. That's Mercury in Gemini. Listening, learning, having conversations, being curious, communicating.
1: So, since it was the retrograde, it already went backwards. Now it's moving forwards and passing the same spot again. Yes. So, this is kind of like our third lesson yes in the series yes exactly. ideally we've been we talked a lot last week about asking all these questions and being curious Mm -hmm. and allowing people to also ask us questions yes and being patient with you know the energy moving back and forth so we can learn more about each other and so i guess maybe this is the last test where maybe it didn't go perfectly the last two times but now this is our chance to really put what we've learned into practice and not be afraid to ask the questions. And we kind of talked, I think a bit, maybe like politics or cancel culture-ish, just about being open and curious. And that's kind of what can soothe our differences when we're actually genuinely curious about other people's experiences.
0: I I love that you bring that up because there can be that sort of frequency where everybody thinks they have the answer. And Gemini doesn't presume that they have the answer. Gemini is like, well, what do you think? Here's the problem. What what would your solution be? And okay, well, what about this? Well, why that? You know, they allow the other person to talk and receive their answer, listen to their answer. And through receiving that answer, a new question appears. Oh, so that's what you think? Well, what about this or that or the next thing? Or why do you believe what you believe? Or why do you think it should be this way instead of that way? Trying to ask questions that are more open-ended and less one-word answers.
1: That Gemini energy knows how to keep things light when you're actually curious instead of just trying to like defend your position with like the yes or the no. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you want to know? It's like everyone's just assuming everyone else is stupid. It's just like, okay, well, we all are intelligent and maybe we all are also stupid. Exactly. Nobody knows everything (laughs) because if there was an answer that would fix everything, it would have already happened and it would be fixed. But like, that's not how, it's it's much more complex than that.
0: Yes, exactly. So we need to be learning and listening and asking questions. And again, asking questions that are open-ended so that it invites the conversation So it doesn't just end with a word. So that's Monday. And, you know, we're going to be feeling this all the way through July 4th. Tuesday, June 14th, is the full moon in Sagittarius. We have the sun in Gemini opposing the moon in Sagittarius. This occurs exactly at 4.52 a.m. Pacific Time. So the full moon is full because it's fully reflecting the light of the sun. And if you want to learn about how the new moon and the full moon are affecting you directly, I encourage you to enroll in my moon cycle classes. The schedule is up for the next moon cycle, which is the new moon in Cancer and the full moon in Capricorn. The full moon in Sagittarius. So the new moon, we talked about the new moon a couple weeks ago. That's the inhale, that's planting the seeds of the coming harvest. The full moon is the exhale, it's showing or sharing the harvest. So we've talked about Gemini and what that's all about. And we told everyone, you need to listen, you need to ask questions. But now we're going to talk about the full moon in Sagittarius, which is opposite. That Gemini energy, Sagittarius, is mutable fire symbolized by the archer.
1: That's like direct communication, like blunt speaking.
0: Yes, it's like pull back on that bow, fire that arrow, and you hear it when it hits the target. It's very direct, very forthright. This is the sign of honesty truth.
1: I mean, I think that's like a really good combo though. It's like someone's asking the question and the other person can actually express themselves. Yes. Honestly.
0: Yes. So this really fires up the conversation. Air fuels fire. Fire raises the air. Hopefully we have some really positive conversations because we've been asking these questions. And when you ask the questions, how are you, how does the other person respond truthfully, honestly, Get up on that soapbox and say, well, this is how I see things, and this is why I see things this way, and this is my solution, and this is why, and give all the reasons. And then you have to create that open space for the other person to say, or for you to say, to invite them. What do you think? What's your perspective?
1: So this is an opposition. So this can be a little bit uncomfortable. It's like a gift and a, not a curse, a gift and a...
0: Challenge? Yeah, challenge. Yeah.
1: So maybe... When someone asks you, it's easy for you to open up and be expressive. But when someone's dishing it out the other way around, when you ask the question and someone's being brutally honest with you, that can be an uncomfortable moment. And also just remembering to also ask the question. Yes.
0: Doing both sides. Going back and forth. It doesn't mean, well, okay, I got to say my piece and mic drop. Now, (laughs) Now, you know, all the problems are solved here. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's you. You've been given the floor. And now it's time for someone else to be given the floor. You know, I think of these like debates in politics or whatever that have gotten so bad because nobody they wants. Stopped... They nobody they never... nobody wants to give the other person the floor. No, they don't. They just give they the per-
1: overtalk the whole thing. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's so disrespectful
0: and it's, it's childlike. They're like children. You know, they're up there. And one person starts talking and they are three words in and the other person has to interject. So we want to move past that. Mm-hmm. You, you show someone respect by asking them the question. But if you're the person who's been posed the question and you've been given the floor, now you return that respect to the other person so that they can speak their truth to you. And that's how movement will occur. That's how real change will happen. And solutions will be found. It may be uncomfortable, like Ingrid said. It's an opposition when you're opposing someone. It, this is like a fight in a sense. So it, this is a fire sign and an air sign. It could be heated, but it's
1: like ramping up that energy. They're like feeding off of each other. Yes,
0: exactly. So that that energy, that fire and air, and the conflict is maybe what is needed in order to move the energy that is stuck.
1: Well, also, if you've been practicing this throughout this Gemini season of being curious, maybe it won't be as uncomfortable as it could be if you haven't been continuously trying to ask the questions. If it's going to be your first time on this day, you might be, like, alarmed to hear someone's response. But if you've been in that space of asking questions, it becomes less and less uncomfortable the more you experience the the discomfort you're, you're You're able to sit in it a little bit more.
0: Yes. Yes. That's it. You got to sit in the discomfort. It's called Growing Pains. Wednesday, June 15th. Discomfort. Mars. The god of war. The planet of action, aggression, and conflict. Conjunct. At the same degree, in the same sign, is Chiron. The wounded healer. The wound in the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound. Together. In the sign that is ruled by Mars, the cardinal fire sign of Aries.
1: I mean, this sounds like like a very tumultuous day.
0: Yes. It's going to be hot. Because something was said yesterday Mm -hmm. (laughs) that stirred everything up for today.
1: It unlocked.
0: It unlocked something. Like somebody said something and you were like, oh shit, I never thought of that before. Maybe I needed to close my mouth more. You know, I need to listen more than, than speak. But then it comes around, you know, it's like there could be something that's said that really puts you in your place and causes you to feel insecure about yourself. Maybe it could be something like somebody said something, it shocked you, you didn't see things that way, makes you feel like, You're less than how you thought of yourself before, but that is what you're needing to recalibrate yourself to reclaim your self-confidence. If somebody said something that hurt your feelings that made you feel insecure, where does this stem from? Where is this rooted in, this insecurity?
1: I mean, I'm kind of seeing things like similar, but the opposite. Tell me. where maybe yesterday, someone asked you the question, you went to express yourself, and then with that Sagittarius energy you kind of like blurted something out that maybe you didn't really know was in there. Mm. And so then today, maybe you didn't come out in the best way yesterday. And today you're thinking, you're like rethinking how you said it. And maybe that touched on the wound to your self-confidence. Like I wish I could have expressed myself differently. Mm. So also recalibrating how we're communicating to heal the wound to our self-confidence. Yes.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, conflict can really stir things up, especially if exactly. you, you heard something you didn't want to hear which is what you're saying.
0: Or you said something that you didn't know you would say.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is what you were
0: saying. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes things just come out. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever is going on, we're taking a really hard look at our insecurities, our self-esteem. And so remember that Aries is the sign of courage, and courage stems from self-love. So are you loving yourself or are you hating yourself if you're hating yourself then that's the shadow side of Aries which is aggression and arrogance and cockiness you take that fear and you try to hurt somebody else because you're hurt
1: and that's like an unconscious thing we do it's not like we're doing it on purpose to just be mean to people it's just like, it's like a defense mechanism that yes. comes up to protect us because mm-hmm. we're scared
0: yes So how can you encourage yourself, love yourself on this day, Wednesday, June 15th, Thursday, June 16th. This is something that we looked at last week. I think it was last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. I don't remember, but we were highlighting these two planets, Saturn, the God of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility hard work, authority, and achievement transiting through Aquarius, the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer and ruled by Saturn, and Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition, in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune, Pisces. So, Saturn and Neptune both in positions of power and Saturn and Neptune both at 25 degrees. So they've been lingering here at 25 degrees because 25 degrees is where the retrograde began for Saturn and it's where the retrograde will begin for Neptune. Neptune is still direct but just holding it 25 but Saturn is now retrograde but it's still where it's been at 25 degrees, so
1: are they going like this, like just passing? One's going forward, one's going backwards.
0: Theoretically, yes, but they're actually not going anywhere right now. Okay. Though, <laughs> though Saturn is retrograde, and so it is moving backwards. I guess yes, they are both passing, but they're moving so slow they're like stopped that it right feels now. like they're st- they're stopped. Okay. And so whenever a planet moves to 25 degrees, it's connecting to saturn and neptune so this is one of those moments where you can look at your astrological code and look inside that circle and say is there anything any of these planets at or near to 25 degrees if so they are making an alignment with saturn and or neptune and today we're looking at the sun which is at 25 degrees in gemini So the sun's continuing moving through Gemini. It's making a square, which is a stressful alignment with Neptune because they're both mutable, Gemini and Pisces. But Gemini is air, Pisces is water. Air and water don't mix. That's the stress. That's the challenge. But meanwhile, the sun is making an air-air connection, a trine with Saturn. So we have a gift with the trine and a challenge With the square, both of these are moving the energy.
1: Well, the air-air connection, the Gemini and Aquarius, is very extroverted. It's in the community. You're working. You're doing all this stuff outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then the Pisces energy is very introverted and very healing and very internal. So maybe you're feeling this pull to connect to the community, ask the questions, be very involved in the conversation but there's also this healing energy that wants to come in and that is going to force you to go inside. So there's a bit of a a push and pull there.
0: Maybe that, yes, maybe there's like a conversation that you're having, you're, you're following these notes and you're asking questions and you're facing the wound to your self-confidence and you're having these conversations in the community and it's forcing you to take a deeper look within yourself that is uncomfortable, where you're looking at your psychological baggage And it doesn't feel good, but at the same time, it's what's necessary in order for you to truly step into your power in the community as an authority by gathering information, learning all the facts, being logical, realizing that maybe my intuition was not exactly what the facts are. Yes, we talked about that last week. Yes, exactly. So gathering information and then recalibrating it within yourself and if it doesn't align with your intuition, it's not the end of the world. You recalibrate. People
1: always attest that their like intuition is like, oh, it knows everything. Mm-hmm. Well, also our intuition is rooted in our psychological baggage. Yes. So, sometimes that can be wrong. If we have trauma in that area, we might be responding to something that reminds us of another time in our life without even knowing it. It's unconscious work. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, our intuition can be wrong and we can correct that by asking the questions out loud to the community, not spiraling in our minds and deciding <laughs> things are the way they are because <laughs> we feel a certain way. Yes. And that's uncomfortable to undo that. It's also in Neptune. So that's the cloudy planet. That's confusion. It's, it's not clear right away that that's what's happening.
0: Yes, exactly. Illusion and deception. Yes. So hopefully we're able to find some clarity on Thursday, June 16th. Moving on to Friday, June 17th, we're looking at the moon, which has now moved on to Aquarius, the planet of emotions in the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer forming two alignments as well just as the sun was yesterday it's forming a sextile which is a supportive alignment with mars in aries and a square which is a stressful alignment with uranus in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull uranus the primordial sky god the planet of revolution rebellion innovation independence and the unexpected, and the other planetary ruler of Aquarius, where the moon is. So this is an interesting alignment. It's bringing that emotional sensitivity to the group context, the community. It's forming that sextile with Mars, which is giving you greater courage, emotional courage in the community but through expressing that emotional courage in the community, there may be something unexpected that occurs that shakes up your self-worth or your relationship to the material.
1: Well, when I see the moon in Aquarius, that also brings like a a logical approach to our emotions, which is really nice. I always love when that happens. (laughs) I feel like that's like this grounding energy somehow. It's like, some clarity happens with our emotions where they're not just all intuition. it, It is attached to the logic and it's connecting with Aries, which can be super hot. But when we have the logic attached to it, it's like we maybe are communicating directly. Maybe there is a conflict, but there is a purpose and a logic where we actually get to use that information that we're getting.
0: Yes. Yes. It's a stabilizing force when the moon moves into a fixed sign or Aquarius, which is a fixed sign. Connecting to Mars is giving the courage to take that logical information that you now have and act in a certain way, but through taking that action, the connection to Uranus might put you in a position of instability Yeah, in your material.
1: Yeah, it's uncomfortable to mm-hmm. make a big change, even yes. though sometimes we want to avoid the conflict. The square is always not pleasant per Mm -hmm. se but yeah change is uncomfortable but it's also necessary so using that information to do things in a different way your material world like your money
0: your material needs your home yes yes absolutely so that is friday june 17th moving on to saturday june 18th we're looking at saturn and neptune again except this time they're aligning with venus lady luck the goddess of love and beauty the planet of relationships and the planetary ruler of Taurus, where Venus is transiting right now. So two days ago, we looked at the sun was making a stressful alignment with Neptune and a supportive alignment with Saturn. Today, Venus is making a supportive alignment with Neptune and a stressful alignment with Saturn. So Venus moving through Taurus is really focusing your attention on your self-worth and how you would like what you value to be reflected in your relationships and your material surrounding. The aspect to Neptune is bringing some healing energy, but it's also giving you an opportunity to maybe manifest what it is you want in relationship. What is your What are your dreams? What are your fantasies? In terms of relationship and the material, now that I'm recalibrating what it is I value within myself and my self-worth. But the square to Saturn means that maybe there's some hard decisions that need to be made about your relationships. Maybe there's some areas where you need to take greater responsibility that is going to be some hard work in order to turn that fantasy into a reality.
1: I love that. Everyone thinks that relationships, whether it's a business partner, a lover, a best friend, everything's supposed to be easy all the time. And that's just not realistic. We don't have the same views. Like, there's going to be conflict. And if it's worth keeping that person in your life, there's going to be some uncomfortable moments. So you have to put in the work, ask the uncomfortable questions, have the respect to listen to what they have to say. And allow things to change how they're supposed to. And that can also be very healing. Yes. When you realize when you bring something up that's potentially very uncomfortable and the person receives it well and sits with you and solves the problem that's happening and cares that you're upset, that just feels amazing. And then your relationship grows even stronger.
0: Yes. But the healing can hurt, right? That's what you're...
1: I mean, I think like the initial opening, when you open up to somebody it can be very awkward Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of fear around that. So if somebody holds space for you, once you've made yourself vulnerable, that in itself can be healing where you're like, Oh, it's okay to speak up for what I want, whether they accept and like move into the next phase with you or they don't. It's something that needs to happen. You can't just hide your emotions away. That's not going to, that's not going to solve anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, that goes back to that Gemini energy of just being able to create that space for somebody else to share. What do you value? What what matters to you on planet Earth? And then supporting this communication, hopefully, is Mercury. Because today, Mercury finally moves out of its retrograde shadow. Oh,
1: that's amazing.
0: Where it's been since April 26th. Fuck. So... Finally some, like, <laughs> yeah. That's like seven weeks, you know? So it's been... Doing that dance for the last seven weeks, and now it moves out of the shadows. So, if you're if you have a new project that you want to start, a new person that you would like to date, go out and meet someone new. Now's the time to to start these new projects, start these new relationships, start these new conversations.
1: Or even friendships are like business ventures, right? It's like community and the material.
0: Exactly. All of the above. Move forward.
1: Is this also the due date for completing all your old projects as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the due date for completing your old projects, if that's realistic or not. But yes, if you can get your projects done by now that's that's really the goal of moving into the retrograde that's how you want to work the retrograde is that when you see the retrograde shadow coming up you're like okay what do i want to accomplish by the end of the retrograde shadow so prior to april 26 you're looking okay april 26 to june 18th what am i working on what do i want to complete and now is the completion date
1: Well, now you have room. Once you, like, clear stuff off your plate, you're going to have room for new things.
0: Now there's room to go back to the buffet and add new things to your plate. Absolutely. Sunday, June 19th, we're looking at Mercury again in Gemini, the sign that it rules, squaring off with the moon, the planet of emotions in Pisces. So the emotions are very sensitive. They're very compassionate, very empathetic, and the mind in Gemini is very curious, wanting to keep it light and positive. And it's hard because we're feeling so much. So how can you be compassionate and communicative? How can you communicate with compassion? How can you keep things light, even if you feel a heaviness within your emotions?
1: And this can also just be like an internal questions, So being curious, but maybe curious about what is kind of like lingering in that internal space.
0: I love that. Yes. Like taking a conscious look at what's going on in your unconscious, mm. taking a conscious look at your psychological baggage. I've, okay. I, I had a lot of conversations this week. I took in a lot of information. How does that make me feel?
1: Probably a lot.
0: <laughs> yes. So what are those feelings? Where do they stem from? How do, how do these thoughts and feelings affect me in my life, in my relationships, my self-worth? And that's the week, Ingrid. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Really want to thank our sponsors. The list continues to grow. Ingrid and I are so grateful for you and for your support. Ross, Annie, Carrie, Stephanie, Catherine, Vincent, Lori, Janine, Haley and Deborah the Warrior. We are honored by you.
1: Yeah, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, if you go to Spotify in the show notes or the episode notes, you scroll to the bottom. There is a support the podcast button and you can donate either ninety-nine cents, four ninety-nine or nine ninety-nine. If you like what you hear and it's helping you, then we would love to have your support because we love doing this. And we want to keep doing it and dedicate more time to it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: And then we do have a question. I'm going to ask it, but we get these questions a lot. And a lot of the times they're too specific to a single person. So Michelle wants to know, what is June looking like for us? June 4th, Gemini's <laughs> born in Stockton, California at 8.59 p.m. I heard it was a month of transition, but is there a way to clarify I mean, I I can't. So this is, I mean, this is a personal reading question. June 4th, Gemini, born in Stockton at 8.59 p.m. (laughs) So although we would love to answer every question that we get, that is a personal reading question. And he needs a lot more time with you to actually answer that.
0: Yes. It's not fair to our listeners or to you for me to answer these sorts of questions on the podcast. So, so if you want a
1: reading, he does even shorter reading. So if you don't have like a ton of money, you can get like a 30-minute reading.
0: Or a 15-minute reading. Exactly. So.
1: And then I have another question. Okay. Uh, this is Heidi. I think it says hello again. So she must have asked a question previously. Okay. Hello. I hope you are both doing well. Saturn retrograde is upon us. I've noticed some inconsistencies in the lists that describe houses. Some broad and some detailed. Can you clear the foggy waters?
0: This, again, goes back to like the basics of astrology. If you, if you have the book, mm-hmm. we describe what the houses are. But each house is associated with a sign. In order to know the nature of the houses, you want to know the sign that is associated with the house. In order to know which sign is associated with each house, simply know the order of the signs. The first sign is Aries, so it's associated with the first house. Aries is courage. Self-confidence. The first house is the house of personality. The second house is associated with the second sign, which is Taurus. Taurus is about self-worth and security. All matters of the material, finance, food, art, culture. That's the house of security.
1: So I think this is like the last puzzle piece for me. Mm -hmm. I really, I know, I think I know all my signs. I think I know all my symbols, like, but going into the houses that's kind of the you last piece. You get a piece. little lost. Yeah, that's the piece that I have spent the least amount of time mm-hmm, delving into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the if, I bet if I would like look at my book cuz we don't go as much into the houses here cuz that's more of like a personal chart. That's when you're actually like combining what's happening now with your with personal you. chart. Yes. So that's kind of the last step to really go from maybe an intermediate level to an advanced level. So that can kind of tell you where you're at if this is what
0: you're looking into. Sure. I I would I would probably qualify the houses as more intermediate and then when you're talking advanced, that's when you're like working with the degrees. Okay, okay. And how things are truly aligning with one another and what that means.
1: And then also he talked about his moon cycle classes. The moon cycle classes you do get some more special one on one attention. The groups are small, there's only eight people in each group. So everything you talk about there is specific to your chart. So you will get into the houses. You will get into your specific birth chart. So both of these people that have written written in, if you take a moon cycle class, you can get a little bit deeper into these answers.
0: Absolutely. 100%. And of course, if you want a reading with me, the weekly it's my purpose to help you understand who you are so that you can accept who you are. And once you're accepting who you are, then you are appreciating yourself. And once you're appreciating yourself, then you're loving the divine, unique miracle that is you. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you, Ingrid. We'll see you next week. See you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his New Moon Full Moon class at theweeklytransit.com.
0: the weekly transit